Welcome. You're listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, and welcome to this series of readings from Discover Magazine, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article was written by Sarah Novak and is from the January-February 2023 issue of the magazine. Humans evolved to be lonely. Feelings of loneliness remind us when it's time to reconnect with those around us. Long ago, it was likely a matter of life or death. A heavy feeling on the chest, a throat that's laden. An unrelenting and overwhelming feeling of isolation. Loneliness hurts, and over time, it can put the body into a vicious, inflammatory state that increases our risk of everything from heart attack and stroke to diabetes and cancer. So evolutionarily speaking, why do we experience it? Stephanie Cacciapo, a neuroscientist at the University of Chicago Pritzker School of Medicine, says that countless studies have helped researchers formulate a holistic purpose for loneliness. Quote, Our social structures evolved hand-in-hand with neural, hormonal, and genetic mechanisms to support these social structures, like couples, tribes, and communities, that help us survive and reproduce, says Kachopo. While loneliness may be painful to experience today, for our prehistoric ancestors, that pain would have been a far better alternative to being caught alone with a saber-toothed predator on the prowl. Being social had its downsides, even back then. Competition for food, for example, or contribution to the spread of pathogens. But scientists think we evolved to feel loneliness because it was more important to work with one another to accomplish tasks and protect everyone. Quote, The pain of loneliness prompted us to renew the social structure so we could survive and promote key features like trust, cooperation, and collective action, explains Cacioppo. She says that for years, researchers thought of loneliness as a disease with no redeeming features. But now, they're realizing that it's more of a biological hunger signal that reminds us when it's time to reconnect with those around us to promote our short-term survival. If the outcomes of loneliness were entirely negative, it would no longer be a part of our DNA. Quote, hunger and thirst protect our physical body, while loneliness protects our social body, says Cacciapo. Interestingly, while loneliness sends a signal to the brain that it's time for connection, at the same time, it's also looking for danger. This paradoxical signal, according to Cacciapo, reminds us to be wary of whether the people we are connecting with are foes or friends. She calls this need to be vigilant, even as we're socializing, a, quote, self-protection mechanism, unquote. That means in situations where you feel lonely, even when surrounded by others, you're subconsciously thinking that this crowd might not be a good evolutionary fit for your survival. That said, Loneliness impacts us all differently. 
While it is universal and we're all vulnerable to it, says Cacciapo, some of us may find certain situations lonely, though others don't. She adds that there's also a genetic component. Some of us are born to feel lonelier than others. Other factors play a role, too. According to Nathan Spring, director of the Laboratory of Brain and Cognition at the Montreal Neurological Institute, the way we were treated as children, including how much attention we were given, can also inform how lonely we feel as adults. Spring says that over time, loneliness is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Lonely people spend most of their time deep within their own imaginations. They may conceptualize social encounters so much, in fact, that this part of their brain is in overdrive. Quote, People who are really lonely may be desperate to form connections, he says, but they aren't as present, so they might miss the social cues necessary to form deeper connections. Again, this brief article was written by Sarah Novak. My name is Brian Lemon. Thank you for listening, and stay curious. Stay curious.